With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, we have got such a great guest lined up. Normally, I would sit here and get upset with Bears fans or somebody in this world, but you know what? I'm just ready to go. So, Sammy, let's start the show. Turn up your volume. your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. It's me, Adam Rank, and if uh, if you don't mind, I want to just uh, I want to start right off with it. I want to I want to get going because joining us today is one of the founders of the Around the NFL brand, who a number of years ago started as the Around the League. He was brought in by my guy Justin Hathaway, and he has done a tremendous job in the NFL Network. The, uh, the Around the NFL podcast continues to be one of the best. He is also the official. Power rankings guru for NFL media, which is a job that I'm sure is a lot of fun uh, if I know anything about fantasy. But he is he is also a Jets fan. And that is why, that's not why, but it's one of the reasons why we wanted him on here today. Please welcome to the show our friend Dan Hansus. Yo. Hansus. Not yeah. Zeus, Hansus. How are you? What is up, Rank? Um, oh we God. go all the way back. Rank is like the only guy at the office that started at NFL.com <laughs> before I did. So you know he's OG. That is true. Like uh, of all the of all the sole survivors, uh, you know, we are we are the ones that are that are doing it. And of course, you started out with a small little bit on the Dave Damashek football program years ago. Right. Uh, the we called it the Flames. Was that your? That <laughs> yes, yeah, you and Mark, Mark Sessler were the Flames, <laughs> and there was a um, slightly absurd um, theme song with uh, <laughs> Dick Banks, the one man house band, as I recall. Right. Oh my gosh. So uh, it's a great time. So it's it's tremendous to see uh, the way that your brand and your uh, especially the the ATN ATN. I still say ATL from time to time because I'm old school like that. But uh, it's been tremendous that. to watch. It's it's been tremendous. But what is not tremendous? Thank you, buddy. I got to be honest with you though. Yes. I I I never have had a beef with Jet fans, and I never will. I understand <laughs> the plight of what's going on because the Jets, I think the Jets are a good team. Like their their defense has come along really well. The general manager did a great job over the last couple of years of really building a franchise. The quarterback, though, 
and this is something Bears fans can relate to, mm -hmm. still seems to remain a little bit of an issue. How are you feeling as a Jets fan right now? Did you say a little bit of an issue? I mean, that's a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Well, I think there's a um, there's some joined pain there between Bears fans and Jets fans. I just read an article um, on ESPN.com from Rich Semini, the longtime Jets beat writer, and it was kind of breaking down how um, in 1967, Joe Namath threw for 4,000 yards, uh, mm -hmm. and he was the only quarterback ever to do it in a 14-game season. And it was only, you had to wait until 1979 and Dan Fouts to get to a guy that threw for 4,000 again, and that was in a 16-game schedule. Yeah. And since 67, when uh, Namath threw for 4,000, in those years since, how many years is that? 53, whatever it is, 50-some-odd yeah. years. 53. No Jet quarterback has thrown for 4,000 yards since. And there's only one other team in oh my our gosh. league that has not thrown for 4,000 yards. It is the Chicago yes. Bears. So we're yes. at this interesting like point in history where the 2021 draft comes. The Jets pick second. They take Zach Wilson. And then the Bears pick a few picks later. They trade up in a really nice move and get Justin Fields. And, of course, as a Jets fan, you have that pang of regret that we've had so many times over the years. Like, oh, Fields should have been the guy, and yet he wasn't, and now the organization is trying to make sense of what to do. Because I think what's been under the radar with this rank is the criticism on Wilson is so much more profound and acute now because the Jets progressed way faster than anybody thought. So the yeah. roster in that locker room, they know they can win if they just got a, got a guy that could play. If they stunk like last year, I don't think this is a storyline, but the players realize that he's holding them back too much to hold their tongue, and I think that's what's kind of started this thing rolling. Yeah, that's the problem. The, the Jets are too good, and that's that is – it's a weird, weird issue to be in because, I mean, you look back at all the similarities. By the way, I always hear about that, the – the uh, the Bears not throwing for 4,000 yards. I knew that, for, for whatever reason, I do a lot of the uh, Hall of Fame stuff for the NFL.com. I knew that Joe Namath threw for 4,000 yards. Today is the day that I realized that was the only one. I thought maybe Chad Pennington snuck one in. Oh, my God. Yes, that's a mind blower, like right yeah. off the top right there. I think there. Uh, Fitzpatrick in 15 threw for 3,900. Oh, he was he similarly doomed. So just, you know, there's just layers to the uh, sadness uh, wedding cake here. Going back to the draft, obviously, I really like Justin Fields as a player at, at Ohio State. I felt, you know, my Instagram during that time was all, I hope the Bears get Justin Fields, blah, blah, blah. Did you want, what did you think when you drafted Zach Wilson? Were you, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but were you dubious or were you like, oh no, we're, we're making a mistake? Um, I think that particular season, that was the Trevor Lawrence year. Yeah. And the Jets started 0-8 or 0-9. And uh, I think they finished two and 14 and, and it just so happened that that was one of those wretched Jaguar seasons where I think they won one game. And uh, that was the first regret. Like, Oh man, we go two and 14 and we still don't get the guy that, that we wanted all year. And I think one thing for me anyway, is like jet fans, some more than others, but I was definitely in this grouping, the Sam Darnold experiment uh, that, I had such high hopes for Darnold. I thought yeah. he showed a lot of promise, especially early on. And when that, when he kind of just flamed out the way he did, it was so quick. It felt like to then start over with another guy with a number two overall pick in Wilson. So I was dubious, and he really has not done anything, Wilson, to um, give Jets fans any reason to believe in him. And and that's why 
I think I really I respect what Salah did uh, with this because it was the move. And, you know, Chicago has uh, become a very exciting team to watch um, yeah. because of the quarterback. Primarily, um, the defense is not very good right now. Uh, they traded away some key pieces, and that's a good get-right game potentially for Zach Wilson. So for the decision to say we're not even going to give him that chance, we're going to go to Mike White and give him a game that's quote-unquote easier, um, I thought that was telling too, that the Jets are kind of in emergency mode. They could not they could not wait any longer because I th- really think people's – he played terrible against New England, Zach Wilson. He said the wrong things in the press conference. There was some yeah. like Zach Wilson is the Antichrist stuff in the media throughout Monday, which was over the top. But I really think it was the stuff in the locker room and solid defensive coach could not could not stand by this quarterback and risk losing the whole team, knowing how talented it is in other areas. Yeah, that seemed like of all things that you'd be like, well, you should play here. But unfortunately for him, he's not going to get his chance. Is he is he done? Is there any coming back from this for Zach Wilson? Because it feels like. If you're benched in this spot, it, it, in this kind of game, it feels like, dude, you've got too much work to do to get back. I think things now have to kind of break his way for it to happen. I thought it was kind of weird because Sal said, this is not the end. This is not the nail in his coffin. He'll play again. And, and it's a, kind of a weird comment because it's Sal basically saying, you know, Mike White or Joe Flacco, whoever, they're going to head to the bench. And the, those guys are probably like, no, you give me us an opportunity Like, let me keep the job. And that's what's going to happen. If they win and the quarterback is at all proficient, there is no way Wilson gets back on the field. And then they have a decision to make in the offseason, which I I do not think would be going back to Zach Wilson again. I do think that kind of was the end for him. Uh, There's a long way to go, but that's how it feels to me right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate, too, especially when you look at the the quarterbacks who are available in the draft. And I think that, you know, to me, when you looked at it, and this is only as a, a player on the field. I want to make this perfectly clear. Right. But it feels like, you know, the Trubisky thing and Justin on the field wise, off the on the field credentials, Justin Fields was more like the Deshaun Watson of a guy in a power five conference that we saw play very well, who was like, hey, you know what? This should have been the guy. Um Am I wrong? Is that, I mean, now it looks that way, but were you kind of thinking that during draft night? You know, I fields, I remember in that whole, the season, it was all Trevor mania. And then fields was this compelling guy because, you know, he was so talented and OSU and that, did they go to the title game that year? And he played that game. They beat, they beat Clemson. They they beat, he beat them head to head in a game uh, where he got banged up a little bit, but still they ended up beating them. They ultimately lose to Alabama. I remember it never felt like, even though it was presented throughout the walk-up process as, as the Zach Wilson is number two, I remember thinking to myself, even when it happened, like, why is it such a slam dunk, this undersized guy at a BYU, when you had fields proven in a big-time program? There were just there were there was talk about uh, the uh, accuracy of fields, as I recall, and of course, you know, like he's not a polished product as a passer yet, but he's such a mm-hmm. dynamic athlete that. Right now, that's carrying the day in a lot of ways. But like, that's how I remember it. That being as a, someone that's not a huge college guy, but just was studying it up as the draft got closer, that they fell in love with Wilson's traits, his ability to, 
you know, that famous pro day throw that uh, Jeremiah yeah. lost, lost his mind on like those type of things. They fell in love with the, his raw abilities and maybe lost some of the more important things uh, that are, have come to the surface now. So yeah, right now all Jets fans are like, man, we wish we had Justin Fields. Cause think about it. If you put this Jets defense oh my with God. Justin Fields, I mean, we're talking about the Jets as a team that could come out of the AFC. I don't like to think about this too much, Adam. Uh, yeah. But yes, the Jets got it wrong, and I think the Bears got it right. I, I think, it, I, and I remember draft have. day talking about it on an ATN rank. Like the Bears, huh. more than any other team, need a shot of adrenaline, somebody that could lift that team and get them exciting again. And then Fields has become that guy after a slow start. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it, it is one of those things that. You know, it's an outside observer. Remember, the Bears were picking 20th that year. They had right. stuck into the playoffs per use under Matt Nagy. Had they? No. Yeah? No. Yes. That's the yeah, that's the reason why Nagy stayed around. It was the uh NVP was it double doing year. was it? It was no, it was the MVP year. Uh, yes, yes, yes. When yes. Mitch oh, Trubisky yes. was the uh MVP. And it was one of those things we moved up from 20. And I mean, once that happened, like I remembered, like I we don't need to go over it here. I went on uh the tape never lies network had a profanity-laced tirade calling out everybody. I think I might have threatened Jared Goff. Whatever, some things happened. But the one thing that the I don't police get, were called. Maybe. It was very close. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a person of interest now in uh, the greater Detroit area. But the thing is, um, when I look back at everything that happened with Deshaun Watson, what happened with Patrick Mahomes, I never got mad at those teams. I was never like, oh, this guy. Like, I've never tried to say, like, well, Patrick Mahomes sucks. I'm just right. been like, I wish we'd. Why do Jets? Why do Jets fans have to be mad at us? Like, I didn't do anything. Listen, if I were you, I, I would have picked Justin. I wish you would have. No, I'm glad you didn't. But I don't get mad at us. It's not our fault that, that we finally happening? got one right. Oh, it's happening too much. Really? Well, I can't. I can't vouch for the entire fan base. Do you mind? Do you do mind? It. Do you mind just telling? You know, I, I I feel as you the number one Jets guy. Yeah. Um, can you tell them? Just to kind of back, just off. like the chill. Well, it's there's a, there's <laughs> definitely um, a lot of bitterness. And uh, remember, this is the same uh, franchise that passed over Patrick Mahomes because they had just drafted Christian Hackenberg and they oh wanted to God. develop him, a second round pick who never played a snap in the league. We've been making so many wrong decisions as a quarterback that you kind of lose track of them. Uh, but it doesn't make any sense why you would be mad at the team or the player. Just you got to be mad. You look in the mirror. Or look the organization. The yeah. Yeah, no, it is very true. And I look back at that, uh, it hurts me a little. No, I'm just I'm just happy to finally be on the correct side for a change. And I'm sure I it's think you be are. But listen, you are. guys, you guys did a nice job too. I mean, you've done a great job during the draft. You've you've accumulated great talent. Is Garrett no, it's not Garrett Wilson, it's Elijah Moore. Is this is this a possibility that like maybe Elijah Moore can step up now and be like, Oh, I'm good. Oh, I think so. I think um, that's a good point as as, as um, soon as Sunday because he was a stud last year as a rookie, and then he went down yeah. uh, with an injury, I think a quad injury that ended his season, but he had a stretch of six games where he's averaging about 90 yards a game, finding the end zone, dynamic player, and, and he actually was kind of the um, the beginning of the end in terms of the calm around Zach Wilson, because what we learned after the fact when everything broke in the last week was that Elijah Moore's trade request in the middle of a Jets win streak, which he kind of got killed for by the fan base because yeah. uh, it felt like a selfish act. That was something that was just coming to the surface dating back to last summer. And then through this training camp that they were, the receivers were unhappy with Zach Wilson. He couldn't make the easy ones. 
And um, so more getting on the field with a, a new quarterback. I think that's going to help him. Garrett Wilson, same thing. He is so talented. Garrett Wilson, he could be a big time star. Oh, I think yeah. Corey Davis might be coming back. The Jets, here's the thing, right? Like the Jets actually, in addition to having arguably a top three defense in the league, they have skill players. Now, if they oh had Bre- if they had Brees Hall still. I was going to say, Brees Hall was still there. That, I mean, it, it would be all bets are off. I, w- I would be talking myself into a Super Bowl run with steady quarterback play. I think bigger picture, Rank, which I get excited about because then I've talked about this with the bear about the Bears too. So they're kind of in similar places, different but similar places. The Jets just need to get a quarterback to stabilize the offense. And I don't think that's going to happen until the offseason. The Bears in a division that could be wide open, if they just make some moves to stabilize the defense and build a little more around fields, I think both these teams could be legit contenders next year, even. I think this, I think both these teams are Jets are closer right now. It seems uh, the Bears haven't figured yeah. out how to win yet, but I think there's a lot of optimism about uh, around these franchises, and it's kind of a cool. I wish it was Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields in this game. I don't even know for yeah. Fields, uh, but I think these are kind of overall good times for both. No, it is a great time to be a fan of both these teams, and I, I think that you know this season Justin Fields is undefeated from every quarterback that was drafted in 2021. I think that even who, no matter who plays on Sunday and no matter who wins, I think that Justin Fields gets counted for a victory because he was not, he was not being benched uh, for, <laughs> for, for not caring or not yeah, for, he, for not, for not taking fault or anything. Um, what do you think now? We we recorded this just to pull back the curtain. And I think that, you know, we'll, I'll be talking about this in the, further, but um if you're the Bears, we don't know right now as we're recording this whether Justin Fields is going to play. Do you think that he sh- he should sit down for at least this week? Oh, of course. I think he needs to rest that shoulder, Adam. I think that's not the not move. as not as a Jets thing, <laughs> but as a, as a fan of the NFL, a fan of sports. Yeah, I, I would think it makes a lot of sense because the Jets, and we've mentioned the defense, have a great great defensive front a deep yeah. defensive front that gets after quarterbacks. So they're riding a team record right now for consecutive games with, I believe, five sacks. They get after you without the need to blitz. And Fields, if he plays, he'd be dealing with a ton of pressure from a ton of studs up front and a defense that's going to be able, because they're not blitzing, uh, to give him some different coverages and confuse him, which could lead to holding the ball more. And then, of course, he's going to run. How do you absorb the hits with a dislocated shoulder? It certainly makes sense. And then the head coach, I don't know what the Eberflus rank. Tell me what your thoughts were on his comments. Like, you know, he's day-to-day. He could be out for the year. I don't know, either or. You know, I didn't know what that was about. That felt a little bit foreboding or a little slip of the tongue. No, he's uh, he's very wise. He's not one of these, you know, 30-something good not that he's not handsome but you know like <laughs> gq cover model kind of guys and he's just kind of more like traditional old school he's not going to give you any more information than he needs to he's still playing that cat and mouse game of like i can't let anybody know and it offends all the fans but then i tell the fans like why do you need to know like you don't you're not game planning just show up on sunday and watch the game you're you're, you're gonna be fine uh so i kind of like the way that he does it he's purposely obtuse and i love it but listen yeah. i love having you on Perhaps at some other point we can have more time and really dig into some other things. Because there's, I, I wanted to, to talk to you about you too. I know you're out there. Uh, if you haven't, you're going to go see Bono do the spoken word. I already uh, did it. Already, they already did it. Okay. Wonderful. So see, there's a lot of cool things I would love to have uh, gotten into it, but I know that uh, the NFL schedule for both of us is very busy. 
So we thank you for the time that you did have today. Let's throw up where we can follow. If you're not following Dan Hanses, uh, you disappoint me. <laughs> Number two, uh, the Around the NFL podcast is amazing. And um, thank you, Adam. It is something, no, no, no. I love it. It helps me out, especially, you know, the recap shows. Uh, if I have not been able to hit everything, it really helps bring it all together. So we appreciate you and appreciate everything you've done over the years. And uh, go do what you got to do. Go go record you, that buddy. show and everybody go download it. And uh, you might have gotten the right quarterback, Adam, but my head coach is more handsome than yours. You know what? I'm, I'm a, As a bald guy, I got him maybe. No, I'm not going to concede that. But as a bald guy, I see where you're coming from. Let's throw up a poll and see who wins. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> Sammy's going to do that right now. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much. We'll see you later. And uh, there he goes, the great Dan Hansis of Zus, not Zeus, Zus of the NFL Network. He is an absolute delight. Uh, truly, truly one of my favorite people in the air. Glad we were able to clear the air about Zach Wilson. And speaking of clearing the air, we spend 90% of our time indoors. And indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air outside. An air pur- air purifier can remove tobacco smoke, odors, VOCs, mold, wildfire smoke, chemicals, viruses from breathing, all that horrible stuff that is trying to invade your life. But check it out. You can go to airpura.com, use the code 67, and get 7% off your purchase. Once again, at www.airpura.com. And we did, we touched on it a moment ago. So I do want to take an opportunity to expand on that, what we were what we were talking about with, with Justin Fields is number one, here's my official word. And again, if uh, if news comes out on Friday or Saturday after you've listened to this, it still stands for me. I will certainly support whatever decision Justin Fields makes. If he is allowed to make the decision and he chooses to play, which he probably will, I stand behind Justin. I just wish the coaches had removed this from him and been like, you know what? We're not going to let him play. We're going to hold him back. It's not like you're in a situation where Justin Fields is an impending free agent. And you're like, well, number one, you know, you're, you're trying to make sure he's not upset because, you know, he's, he's working on a new contract or something like that. No, you're like, you got to do what's best for the individual. And sometimes it's, you know, and I, I read a lot of parenting books. It's okay to say no. Sometimes I have to tell my children no. Similarly, sometimes these coaches have to tell these players, like, you can't do it. Like, this is, it's not worth it. The matchup is not good. We've already proven what we've needed to prove against Zach Wilson. Let's move on. We don't need to do any more of this. So I think that would probably be a great idea would be to do that. So, but again, like if you look at the situation, we already, I'm almost of the mind that we just put Justin Fields in Lucite and uh, shut him down for the whole year. But we're not going to do that. And you know what? Here's the thing. Two weeks from now, or a week from Sunday, we play the Green Bay Packers in the last game that that Aaron Rodgers is actually going to try. We need to go out there and try to win that football game. That's a football game of of all the tanking and all the things. I think we could all agree on this. If you're of the mind that we need to tank the rest of the season, and I don't think that we're tanking, we're rebuilding, the Green Bay game would be pretty, pretty delicious to win. I would like one opportunity to just be like, Aaron Rodgers, we own you. Now, either Aaron Rodgers is, you know, 
either he's going to come out and play his best game of the of the season, or he's going to be in a situation where he's injured and he's going to go out without giving the the Bears the satisfaction, which is something that we can look into next week. There would be totally, you know, the HBK, I'm not going to lose to Bret Hart thing or Bret Hart saying I'm not going to lose in Canada. I can see Rodgers doing that because I would be fearful as well, and he should be. But he's going to be maybe he's going to be the new quarterback of the Jets next season. Maybe the Jets are the team we trade with. Ooh, what if we got Elijah Moore in their first round pick and other first round picks for the pick for the opportunity to draft a quarterback? Who knows? There's plenty of things to talk about about that moving forward. By the way, uh, today it is Black Friday in the United States. Sammy, do we have that graphic? Oh, look at that! I'm wearing one of my just I'm wearing the Fields Day shirt right now. Uh, the JF one. We have, I need to put my glasses on. I'm not perfect, but at least I'm not a Packers fan. Oh, that is so amazing. You can go to sickattire.com. Look for my merchandise store. We have Fields Day, the JF1, uh, plenty more, plenty more. And you go to sickattire.com, the Black Friday sale, 30% off, 30% off. And uh, I think it's an amazing deal. You should go in and uh, check it out. By the way, uh, we do not have a guest for the next segment, which is fine. I get offended all the time because uh, we always, you know, scramble to get somebody to come in and talk fantasy. And I'm like, you know that, you know, I sort of talk fantasy for a living. I can do that. I'm a pilot. I can fly. Um, But you know what, Sammy? Let's take a trip to the aisle. Fantasy aisle. Welcome to... Our Fantasy Island. And I got to say, number one, uh, I'm really bad now at not not pulling up the ranks rival. That is on me, Sammy. I will be better at doing that. But the Fantasy Island intro is one of my favorite things. By the way, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up using the promo code SICK, an underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Oh, my gosh. I got, I got, you know, there was a bunch of people uh, at my house the other day for Thanksgiving, and they were, uh, oh, they were using the Underdog Fantasy app, enjoying the heck out of it. There are so many games. It's better than traditional fantasy leagues. Like, traditional fantasy leagues are frustrating. You got to worry about what somebody else is doing. Like, you can't go out there. And root for CD Lamb because oh yeah, my buddy Craig's got CD Lamb. That wasn't please don't. But you know what? I'm I'm tired of that. I want to just go out there <clears throat> and worry about the teams that I'm putting together, not be beholden to mistakes I was making back in August. That's why Underdog Fantasy is one of the best ways to go. And even that you think the season's over or that the season's winding down, it is not. And uh, so go out there and play fantasy football. For those of you though who are playing in traditional leagues, or this probably tracks for a lot of people who are playing daily as well or playing on platforms like Underdog Fantasy. There's some good matchups to behold out there. Now, obviously, coming into this week, Josh Allen was the number one quarterback. The number two quarterback with an opportunity was whomever is starting at quarterback for Houston, because I know it's not Davis Mills. Lamar Jackson has a real opportunity to get right this week. I know that he's been disappointing over the last couple of games. The, The Ravens have in general. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So if you've been wondering, or excuse me, the last month of the season. So if you've been looking for a guy, 
who perhaps has been on the back burner because you picked up Justin Fields. I think Lamar Jackson is ready to go. Uh, what about the Dolphins running backs? Houston has allowed the most attempts, yards, all that stuff to running backs. A lot of people love Jeff Wilson Jr. He is the guy that, you know, he's involved in the passing game. I think that's huge. I also, I love Raheem Mostert. You know, I equate it similarly to the Lions backfield where DeAndre Swift is the pass catching guy. And DeAndre Swift yesterday had a pretty good game. He had a two-point conversion. He had a touchdown that was called back. I hate replay, by the way. Just why do we hate touchdowns? Let's let's have fun. Let's have more scoring. Um, both of these Dolphins running backs are in play for me this week. So I like Raheem Mostert. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. You can start both of these guys. I also like the Buccaneers running backs. Rashad White was one of the most added players on NFL.com and ESPN.com over the last couple of days, which is why, I don't know, whenever you see, like I get a lot of people who are like, oh, that guy, that Rashad White was drafted. him." Okay, I get it. Like people who play on some other platforms, you know, if you're a real, like, I don't know, I, I always have a weird, a weird issue to where like, you know, you can, it feels like most people are in, casual leagues like yeah i play with my buddies or do whatever i don't think that i'm ever going to crack the the audience that is a hardcore fantasy fan because they're they have a you know they're probably working as hard as i am you know i got to go for the more casual fans who need to uh, who need to be told to go pick up rashad white and you can play rashad white this week against the Tampa Bay buccaneers cleveland has allowed the most total touchdowns to running backs this season terry mclaurin it's a really nice option against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have allowed the most receptions uh, and receiving yards to wide receivers this year. We love uh, T. Higgins. And then also, I like Tyler Boyd, too, if you need to pick up a wide receiver this week. Although every team is playing. Not everybody is on a bye. Nobody's on a bye, I should say, which is a weird thing. Uh, the Bears still are waiting for their bye, which would be okay. I don't know. I'm tired of the bye system, too. I could rail on that at some point. You know, because to me... Like, why don't you just take two divisions off from weeks 9, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, 12, 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever. Whatever one you want to you wanna pick and just be like, two divisions are off for a month. Like, okay, and then it just rotates. And every year, like one year, you're week 8, one year, you're week 9, 10, blah, blah, blah. Why, why do they want to make this more difficult than it has to be? Most of these stadiums are built for NFL events now. And if you have to share a parking lot, I don't care. Nobody shares a stadium anymore once the Raiders left. If you share a parking lot, like Seattle had this problem a couple of weeks ago. We're like, oh, we don't want to, we want to move our game because we want to, uh, you know, don't want to ruin the uh, Seahawks. Well, the Mariners are getting eliminated in three games anyway. So it doesn't matter. Didn't matter. Just be better with the bye weeks. It's all, there's plenty of things to go off on, but. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd this week against at tennis. Sorry, Sammy. Listen, the Titans have allowed the second most points per game to wide receivers. What do you want me to do? You're seven and three. You're fine. Foster Moreau. If you need a tight end, Foster Moreau. Now, Seahawks have allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends. I think they've overtaken the Arizona Cardinals as a team that gives up a ton of points to uh to fantasy tight ends. Also, um, Taysom Hill is interesting to me. Now, somebody asked me about Taysom Hill. 
I think it was on the, it was this week where Patrick Claybon was like, you know what? I'm going to drop Taysom Hill. I said, I'm going to pick him up. And he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, Foster Moreau was picked up last week, so I can't go get him. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Taysom Hill, like I started Kyle Pitts for weeks. I'm used to getting two points from my tight end position. Taysom Hill could have that 30 point game in him. And once he does, then I'm out. But yeah, I'm going to get Taysom Hill into the lineup, even though Jawan Johnson's kind of emerged as the guy as well. So that is one. But Foster Moreau, if he's available, and even if you're in a cat in a more competitive league, you could end up, you know, being in a situation where he's slipped through the radar. Like I have I have a league, uh, not my league of record, but one that's uh, also very competitive, also one that means a lot to me, where the guys have gotten better over the years, and it and it bums me out. Like a guy like Foster Moreau would still be available, you know, in this league three years ago. Not like, you know what I'm saying, like a player of that type of caliber sliding through the wickets. I've raised the level of competition so much. It's true. It's true. It's, it's one of my really good friends, one of my best friends, and another really good friend of mine who brought me into this league, uh, who brought the two of us into this league, and we kind of came in and changed things around. We were dominating for years, and then it was like, oh, wait. Now everybody's starting to catch up. Not as fun. No, I'm kidding. It's still fun. Uh, but Foster Moreau, and of course, uh, it, the, why is the 49ers defenseless? I don't know what I was thinking. But in any event, those are some fantasy options for you. By the way, I'll tell you some guys who who might not be uh, in a good position. Uh, the Dolphins wide receivers. You know what? Houston has allowed the fewest receptions. This is the funny thing about statistics. Uh, okay, let me tell you something. The, the Texans have actually allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. You know why? Because everybody runs on them. Nobody's throwing. If you think you're ever going to get me to sit Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell, uh, you're mistaken. That's never happening. I'm going to be starting both of those guys. So deal with that. Um, yeah, that's all I got it for. Uh, that's all I got it for fantasy. Outs. There was a trip. To Fantasy Iowa, listen, I know it's the holiday season, and a lot of you uh, are probably out doing other things. You're doing your Friday shopping. We are going to let you go now for the day. Uh, I wish there was better things to talk about with the Chicago Bears. Again, as Dan said, you know, it would be fun if it was a situation where, hey, you know what? It's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Who was the better quarterback in that draft? But I think that that race has been cut and dry. I think the Justin, the, the, uh, the Trevor Lawrence people, will continue to be like holding out hope that perhaps their guy can turn it around. But I think right now, based on the information that we have and the way that people are, you know, the, the real scouts are talking. I know that there's still people out there who love to go on Twitter and say like, Oh, Justin Fields can't throw like, well, that's mistaken. He's proven it. There was a nice thread that I retweeted on Thursday that just showed like some of the amazing throws that Justin Fields has made over the last couple of months, years, whatever. He could obviously throw the football. And he can obviously command an offense. I don't think that we've really seen him, what he's been able to do. And we, when he, when we make that kind of uh, uh, Stefan Diggs type trade and get a guy or whatever we do, when we have another elite level wide receiver in here, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this does look much different. And Justin is not going to have to run as, min- as much as he's done. They'll still run, but not as much as he's had to. I think things will be a lot different. But you know what? That's a conversation for another day. Everybody enjoy the holiday holiday weekend. By the way, if you're in the Huntington Beach area, hell, if you're just in Southern California, you want to come down to Rip Beer Company on PCH this Sunday. We will be there watching Bears Jets. We're still supporting the team. 
Uh, we're going to be there, of course, right at game time. I get there a little bit early, get there around 9.30. Our friend Clayton gets there. Our friend Matt was there last week, and uh, Lance showed up. So there's a lot. We've, we've, we've done a really nice job of taking over this bar. One of the bartenders is actually a Packers fan, so this makes it even more delightful. So if you can make it out there, it's Rip Beer Company, PCH location. Hope to see you there Sunday. So until that time, everybody, bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.